Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today is my friend and colleague from EMA, Research Director, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we're going to continue with our Cybersecurity 101 series, and we're going to talk about kind of what it takes to get started in the cybersecurity space as a cybersecurity career, what have you. I've been doing this for the better part of 25 years. Ken is slightly younger than me and has been doing it about as long. There's a lot of different things that go into getting into a cybersecurity career. We're going to talk a little bit about those today. Ken, why don't we get started? Talk to me about why you started to get into a cybersecurity career, and then we'll get into what you need to do in order to do it, what certs, what experiences, what have you. Well, okay, so fun story. Um, I I hacked my first computer at six years old, um, and, and it wasn't actually all that intentional, but, uh, you know, I, I was in elementary school. We had a, a, a period of time where we would go to the computer lab and we would get onto the typing program and they'd see how fast we could type. And, you know, of course, you know, being in elementary school, most of the kids could not type very quickly at all. And I managed to type at 200 words a minute. Well, how did I do that? Well, I found a flaw in the program. I actually found a, uh, an exploit and I used that exploit so basically, I typed the first word correctly in the program. I typed a whole bunch of gibberish, like, you know, like 100 characters long of gibberish. Space, last word was correct. And then it would give me a, yeah, you did fairly decent on the accuracy, but you got, uh, you know, about 200 words a minute in your typing. Great job. You get an A. Um, and I, I think it was at that point that I realized that computers were all very vulnerable to manipulation because sometimes they're not always going to account for unexpected inputs. And that's really what started me down this, this career path of, of entering cybersecurity. You know, so I went to college and I, I, when I went to, went, went to college, cybersecurity wasn't even a, a degree option back then, but I'm actually glad it wasn't because I went into computer science, which allowed me to learn more about computer programming, learn more about how computers actually worked. And I think that ultimately helped me become better at cybersecurity once I entered the workforce. So, you know, I've always had a very curious nature about me, and I've always wanted to, to see how things work. You know, I, I my parents hated it sometimes because I would go to, you know, when I was a, a kid, I would take my allowance money and I'd go to the, the local uh, Dollar General store or whatever, and I'd buy radios and stuff just so I could tear them apart and figure out how they worked. 
Um, if you have that kind of attitude where you love tearing things apart and figuring out how they work, then cybersecurity is probably a good field for you. And and I think that that's really a, a great way to look at it. Yeah, I agree. I started, I remember very specifically in, again, I was in middle school. It must have been sixth or seventh grade. And we had the perennial Apple IIcs and Apple IIes. And so I started playing with the Apple Basic. And at the time, the teacher had a manual about some of the innards of how Apple Basic worked. He was teaching people what Basic was in general. I picked up Basic in like six minutes. And <laughs> then, then I started taking and playing with peaks and pokes, right? And so right. he was trying to teach kids how to do this, that, and the other thing. And one of the things that you did was create a number generator. And I was exponentially past that at that point. And he was trying to show that you could guess what your random number was going to be every single time because it was very, very simple. There was no randomness at all. You basically said, here is generate a number. The number that you're going to pick is one of these, and that's that. And so he went around to every single one saying, guess the number, and he guessed the number right every single time until he came to mind. He's like, well, you must have programmed it wrong. I was like, nope, I didn't. I put a, a, a randomizer in it. He was like, you don't know how to put a randomizer in it. And I said, <laughs> here is my display, right? Here's how I did it. And he said, how do you know about what peaks and pokes are? I was like, well, I read the book. And he was like, okay. And then he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the semester. <laughs> All that said, I mean, that that's just one of those things where you get curious about, you know, how that those systems work and start playing with it. To give you a little bit more information, my degree is in political science. I always played with computers. I always intended to do a lot with computers, but I had already done a ton of computer design, network design, so on and so forth, long before I ever finished my degree. And I had every intention at some point to go into politics and, and actually was in politics for a while. And I really enjoyed doing that stuff, but computers ended up paying the bills. Well, when it came to understanding why systems work the way that they work, that was an important prerequisite of getting into security. Well, at the company that I was at, there was only 21 of us or whatever it was. And nobody had that kind of background. Nobody had the background to be able to understand how all that stuff worked. And so I was the natural person eventually to take over and build a security practice because not only did I have the background experience of regular system administration and network design and so on and so forth and the search that went with it, but then I also had the curiosity to how would I secure those systems? How am I going to deploy security standards and controls on these systems? That was something that they had never had. I had to do a lot of book learning. But it, it was very rewarding to kind of go there, play with all that stuff, and do that. The certifications came very naturally after that. You, you play enough with that stuff, you end up taking and getting some of the certifications. It was very, very interesting. I enjoyed doing that. I know a lot of people today talk about certifications as being the end-all, be-all about security. And I think they're a great way to get familiarized and get credibility in the industry I have several, whatever the number is. I know, Ken, that you have several. Yeah. Talk a little bit about those for a moment. Yeah. So, you know, I got one of my first certifications was actually out of necessity. Um, and that was the, the Security Plus. And the, the whole reason I got that was because there was a industry shift in, at the time. I was working for a defense contractor. 
and the Department of Defense had put down, uh, you know, a mandate that basically, hey, we realize there's a lot of unqualified people here doing uh, security work and doing IT work, and we need to fix that. So from this point forward, you're going to need to have all of your staff actually have qualified, have certifications, showing that they know what they're doing, showing that they know what they're talking about. Um, and, and, you know, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I, I think it's a, it's a really good way of making sure that people at least grasp the, the very fundamental basic concepts because, you know, I, and, and I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate this joke, Chris, and you've probably heard it before, is that quite often some people, you know, that had MCSEs were actually must consult someone else. So, you know, boy, is it that? The truth? <laughs> Holy cat. Well, and, and you're talking to a guy who got his MCSE before probably some of the people listening to this podcast were even born. Right. I mean, we're talking about from an NT351 days. Right. So yeah. and, and I was proud of it. I, I mean, it was something that was very useful for me. It was something that, you know, kind of opened up some doors. It also gave me credibility with some of the, the vendors that we were talking to. But I'm not even going to, for a moment, claim that I knew everything that I needed to know. I knew what I needed to know to take the right. test. I knew what I needed to know to get the job done on a daily basis. But some of those things got into the nth degree as to the ins and outs of how the operating system worked. And, and I think some of that's important. But I think it's less important than, than being intellectually curious about how things work how it directly applies to business. And, and we didn't really have a chance to talk about that a whole lot. When you start yeah. talking about security in general, I think if I had a single piece of advice that I could give to people looking to get into the industry, it would be understand what the value of security is to your particular business and how you can add value to the business through security. That sounds a little like bit that. circular. But it's really the truth. And the best CISOs that are out there today are not the the wire and boxes types. They are business leaders that have a firm grasp of how security should be integrated within their environment. Yeah, Understanding the business stuff is difficult. Understanding the security stuff and how it applies to the business is even more difficult. That's why those people are such unicorns when it comes to it, when it's all said and done. They're extremely valuable, especially given, and we've talked about this in podcasts before, about you know some of the changes with how CISOs are being viewed and, and needed and the regulations around them and blah, 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 so on and so forth. I'm not going to get into all that again, but needless to say, that value is paramount. And understanding your place in the business is not an easy thing to do. But if you can demonstrate that, you've shown the value that security will have in your business. And that will almost secure you a job until you're ready to retire. Well, and, you know, and I think that, that that's something that I have tried to stress anytime somebody asks me about how do I get into the security field? And I, nine times out of 10, I said, okay, so, so you're already looking into the, the, the security certifications, the security training. Great. Pursue those. But look beyond those. All right. Take a look at additional skills. I, I, I hate to say it, but one of the, the terrible traps of the IT and security world is that we get so focused on the technical aspects, we forget about the, the people's aspects. We forget about the soft skills. We forget about diversified skills. All right? I mean, I, I have spent years working on my public speaking and writing abilities. And if it weren't for me doing that 
self-development, if it weren't for me working on myself to, to broaden my skills beyond just the technical, I would never have, you know, done half the things that I've done in my career. So that that's the, the real important takeaway that I think is, you know, I mean, yes, it's it's great to have the, the super technical skills and all these certifications to back it up. But at the same time, you need to be able to communicate with people. And that communication skill is key to making your way into the industry, navigating the industry, and rising through the ranks. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think we'll stop for today. But I will leave with the one last thing. If you are interested in getting into a security career, you need advice, whatever have you, please ping Ken or I on LinkedIn. I am happy to have this conversation. It is something that we can have a more personalized conversation, give you direction as to some of the better things to be looking at, better ways to go. And you can take that information and then build upon it however you see fit. But I think some of the basics that we talked about are important. I think that we'll continue talking about these things from a cybersecurity 101 perspective. And with that, I think we'll call it good. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.